Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Duckies and Dargons. In fact, you know what? Welcome back to what is the final episode of 2021's Duckies and Dargons. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, tonight this will be the last piece of content that you get from the podcast during the, the month of December of 2021, as we are taking a short break for the holiday period and uh, giving our cast and myself a little bit of time to, uh, to relax. Um, I have got some external projects that I am working on, as well as some uh, campaign stuff that I'm working on as well. So, before we get into tonight's session, just a quick reminder that the podcast is affiliated with the amazing folks over at OnlyCrits.com. Thank you very much to them for showing their support to us during the entire time that this campaign has existed. In fact, not even the campaign, but just the podcast has existed because they supported us before we started recording this campaign. And I honestly cannot say thank you enough to the team over there for all the tremendous support that they've given us. They have been absolutely amazing. And you guys yourselves have been absolutely amazing in supporting us through them. Uh, we have logged a quite staggering number of purchases and referrals and uses of our code, uh, which, by the way, is called Ducky at checkout, to not only save yourself 10% on shipping or over your total uh, order cost, but also to give a little kickback to the podcast, which any and all money that comes from those referral codes will always go back into the podcast itself, whether it's paying for digital resources or paying for little special items, which I do have some plans for in the future. So, with that out of the way, let's get... And thanks to the players. Yes, and obviously thanks to my amazing cast yeah. of players, because they have had to put up with my anxiety-riddled mess throughout the entire seven months that we've been recording. And, uh... Seven. Yeah, seven months. Yeah. Fuck! Ah. Yeah, yeah. It it doesn't feel like seven because there's been a couple of times where we've taken a, a few uh, weeks break just for IRL purposes, but it's been You're seven right, it months. Feel longer. I was going to say it feels like a lot less, but you can shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, honestly, to my cast of players, for the last 18 canonical episodes that we have done, you guys have made this campaign so much better than I actually thought it was going to be. Um, so yeah, 2021 has been interesting in developing the beginning of this story, and I can already tell that 2022 is going to lead to some very interesting moments. I, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be funny. Uh, it's going to be nerve wracking and it's going to be probably anxiety inducing all at the same time. So like I, like I said... Uh, let's move on to a little bit of a recap uh, from last week's session. Last week, our party gained an audience with the elder of the village of Skada in the tribal plains of Zayuri. The audience with the tribal, uh, the tribal chief, Roloff, and the elder uh, did... It, it was very, very interesting in the sense that the elder took a keen interest in our very mysterious rogue, Anon, as she claimed to see some sort of a, a spark in her. After 
tempting Anon to take a, a trip down memory lane. Anon gazed a glimpse into her past, a memory that she had once thought was long forgotten, one that she was trying to spend her life running away from, and stormed off, prompting Zaris to go on the defensive and take the very moral high ground of protecting his friend and almost to the point of, hostil of hostility with his protection. Ilera, taken into a position of both intrigue and care for her newfound friend, after consoling Anon for a short period of time, decided that she was going to go back to the Elder with the, uh, was being joined by Kala. And Ilera had decided that she wanted to see whether or not the Elder's little trick was simply that, or whether it held any weight to it. Ilera subjected herself to the same mind-altering uh, herbal concoction that Anon was subjected to, and saw a glimpse of her own past, being that of her, her dying moments before she made a deal with the Raven Queen in becoming a, uh, a warlock. We ended last week's session with Zaris taking a little walk. Taking a little walk to the woodlands that surround the borders of the village. Alone. Frustrated. Hair and eyes completely pitch black with his demonic side shining very vividly. For what has not been the first time in the campaign. And letting off some anger riddled steam as it were as he lashed out not at, not at anyone not at himself but the ground as he let out a burst of anger that seemed to be pent up and being held inside for quite some time he called out to his patron the ice queen asking what he needs to do in order to control his tiefling demonic side Getting the answer of, you simply need to understand that both sides of the subject and both sides of the coin are valid. You need to take a, a step back and almost, but not entirely, remove emotion from the situation. He began to hear footsteps, heavy footsteps, coming towards him. His perception role was not enough to identify what it was but let's Zaris, not talk about that <laughs> no well uh, we'll not talk about that but Zaris, i'm going to reveal to you just where you are oh shit we get a new map yes this is the first time that you guys have actually <laughs> used a map uh for quite a while <gasps> Listen, I haven't had a map in weeks. It is pretty. I am very happy that I found this map. This is, a, this is a very beautiful woodland map. So, Zaris, you stand. You can just imagine Zaris sitting in the corner going, rocking back and forth. Going, look, listen, map, look, map, I'm just map, happy map, that map, I can map. look at something other than a black box. <laughs> Game flashbacks to session zero. No, 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 no flashbacks to session zero. Uh, Matt. <laughs> so, Zaris, you stand you on you stand 
in the center of a circularly raised stone, almost like a pedestal in this dense woodland thicket. The sound of the heavy footsteps just echoing out around you as they almost fall silent. Before you see, coming out of the trees to the north of you, at first you see a snout. And then you see two large, thick, bulbous arms protruding from the tree line. And then you see what seems to be a almost like a spiked skin-like exterior. Large, muscular, a very pale, deathly greenish-blue to its, to, to its coloration. As you stand there taken into your vision, what appears to be almost like a, it, in fact, it's not almost like it is, it's a basilisk. You see this creature protrude from the tree line, two limbs, then four, then six, then eight, with the tail stretching out a good 10 to 15 feet behind it, just swaying from side to side. You hear the creature sniffing, almost like it's aware that something is there. The blood-red spikes that form a line down the center of its back, paling and contrasting the coloration of its skin tone. You see it turning its head from side to side. It continues to look, sensing that there's someone there. But you don't, get this, you don't get the feeling that it knows where you are. You watch as it slowly begins to make its way around towards your right. Before stopping. And it's going to make another perception check. Yeah, no, that's not gonna, that, that, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about the basilisk rolling and that one on its perception roll. It's at this point I'm going to offer you a freebie. What are you doing? I'm going to stand up off the ground. I'm going to snap. Not snap, not snap my finger really loud, but snap my finger in the sense of letting my um, familiar know that I need him. Okay. You're going to see him pop up on my shoulder. And I'm, I can communicate it with it through telepathic ways. So I'm going to speak to it in my mind. And say that we're about to get into a fight, and I need you to be ready. You're going to watch as he nods. I'm going to pull out a cigar, and it's going to be one of my special cigars. It's going to be the one for summon lesser undead. I'm going to put it in my mouth, and I'm going to. You're going to watch as my familiar lights it for me. I'm going to take a huge puff and you're going to see which one do I want to bring out? Do I want to bring out 
Jeff or do I want to bring out Larry? Well, you're going to have to let me know. I will let Anon and Lara choose. Which you know you who I'm going to say. You know exactly who I'm going to So, Jeff? No, I was going to say Larry, but... Larry? Anon? Larry, 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 Larry. Okay. Larry. okay. All right. So, Larry. So you bring out Larry. The... So, Larry will pop up. Is Larry the one with the baseball cap or the cowboy hat? Cowboy hat. Okay. Give me one second. So, you'll have to put the token for my familiar and for the one with the cowboy hat. Yep. Fully aware of it. Ugh. Working on it. So go oh, ahead. And, go ahead and no. Continue describing what you're doing because this is going to oh, okay. take me just a quick second. Yeah, to... you're good. So as soon as he rises from the ground, he's going to put on his cowboy hat and he's going to fist bump me. Knowing what's about to happen. You watch Zerus cracks his neck, cracks his fingers. He's going to look at this basilisk thing as it's trying to find him and just simply say, Today is not your day. And then you're going to watch as he. Do, would I have enough time for all three of them to, to attack them with a nat one? The nat one was for the basilisk's perception. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, I'm asking, would, would I have enough time for all of us to do a joint attack? Oh, you're summoning uh, Muffin as well? Mu yeah, Muffin's, Muffin's here. here. Muffin okay, can okay. fight. Uh, yeah, Muffin's here. Muffin can fight. Okay. Uh, I'll say that because of you stipulating that you were going through the motion of uh, lighting the cigar, smoking it to activate the spell of summon lesser undead, and taking into account your surroundings all at the same time, that would be the time it would take for your regular action. So. Okay. I'm going so to So then what I'm going to do then is I'm going to cast hex on the basculus. Okay. And that will be with my my bonus action and uh without a spell slot. I am currently trying to get this goddamn token onto the map and it does not seem to want to work. Well, ain't that a bitch? I just wanted to see if I can move Larry. Okay. Yeah, I'm not able to get Muffin onto the the map at the moment. For some reason, uh, it's it's not it's not uploading in the correct format. Um. All right, we got Muffin onto the map, ladies and gentlemen. It was a little bit of a technical 
hitch, but we got him now. Okay. You cast Hex on the Basilisk. Yeah. Okay, since you've done something that is technically hostile, I need you to go ahead and roll initiative. Perfect. So... I gotta roll initiative for all three of these motherfuckers. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, uh, see. Have fun. So this, this, this is one a pain is for Zeris. Yeah, this one's a pain God. in the ass. Uh, oh Jesus! Okay. Yeah, that's for me. That's for Zeris. No, no, no! I wasn't saying no oh, Jesus at you. I was saying no oh, Jesus for the fact that I've just figured out what uh what your initiative well. What a initiative role is? It's your is a D twenty plus your Dex modifier, right? Well, it it's yeah, it's the Dex modifier yeah. essentially. Okay, then this is about to get real interesting, real uh, quick. This one is for Larry. Okay, hold on. And hold on. Let me uh. Apparently, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Roll20 has decided that all of our rolls for the remainder of the campaign is going to be below a 10. Adding turn, adding turn. I have not gotten a good roll okay, on so Roll20 in weeks. Your, your first roll was for Laddie. Or for, no, was my for first Zadis. roll was for me. Because I have a second, plus one to Dex. Second, second is for Larry. Okay. Third one is for Muffin. Jesus fucking Christ. I was about to say. Uh, I haven't had a good roll on roll 20 and I don't know how fucking long. Okay. You want to know what the fucking hilarious thing is? Mm -hmm. There's the fucking basilisks. <laughs> <laughs> it's got negative one to its fucking dexterity modifier. What the fuck? Okay. You know what? That's, that's fun. <laughs> oh, that's bullshit. Okay, that's so fun. technically, kicking things off. Uh, uh, actually, before we go into the combat, there is one detail that we need to address. Mm-hmm. Anon, Lara. Since the two of you, yeah. are, since the two of you are still back in the village of Skada, you guys are about. 250 feet away from where Zaris is right now and you have no idea where he is or what's going on. What is it that the two of you are doing? Well, if I remember correctly, yeah. I don't myself what to get one of the villagers uh, a special drink. I remember, right? Yeah, I think we're trying to get people drunk. But I'd like to try and do it to, oh, what's his face? The guy that greeted us. Bjorn? <laughs> Can we do you're gonna. I don't know if we can be that cruel. You're, ma you get you're, you're making. You're making your task for the, right now to spike Bjorn with that weird ass alcohol that turns your eye white. I'm, I'm tempted, but, I, but at the same time, we want to get him laid, so, um. We'll just do it to a. Uh, Random villager, do you think, Anon? See, I'm very tempted to give it to Bjorn, j just to see what happens. If anything happens, he can't be 
well, I don't see, I don't know if there's any local doctors here or anything like that. So if something happens to him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but to be honest, we could say that with any of them. I'm the gonna, risk I'm is gonna, still the same. I'm gonna need a plan from you guys. Alright, I'm gonna vote not Bjorn. Oh no, how about we do it as uh, if we make a roll, an even number, we go for Bjorn, an odd number, we go for villager. Okay. Solid. Who's making yeah. who's making the roll? And what dice you, are, I was about to say what dice are you okay. using, but okay, Anna's just going to a D four and it was a one. So you're a random random villager. Yeah. I believe that's what well. we did, I think. Well. Okay. Who's in the pub? Uh you <laughs> You are not currently sit uh situated anywhere near what looks to be actually go ahead and uh no, no. You're not anywhere near something that looks like a tavern per se at this point. Um So I go to the tavern. Roll a uh, make a perception check. See if you can find your way to the tavern. I knew for a fact that this dual situation thing was going to go tits up at some point. That's a nat one. That's beautiful. I get lost. Why the in fuck a are we rolling street? so bad? Anon, you wander. Uh, uh, okay, actually, before I stipulate your, your result, Alara, do you go with her? We're staying together. The woman, the, the, okay. the girl just going through a rough time, okay. so I'm not okay. going to just ditch her. Okay. The two, <laughs> since Alara's just said that she's following Anon. The two of you wander for a good ten minutes, aimlessly, before finding yourselves at the main gate to the village. What the fuck is the tavern? You say that out loud? You say that out loud? Yeah. You see this short, stocky, male dwarf carrying what looks to be a a, a really rickety wooden uh, box. It looks like a like a greengrocer's crate uh, in his arms, filled to the brim with what looks to be really, actually, quite good quality produce. You see him just walk, as you let that phrase out into the world, he draws parallel with you and goes, we ain't got one. You gotta... What kind of town doesn't have a tavern? Where the hell are you gonna drink? At this point, he's about 10 feet past you. He just turns and says, We brew our own. Uh, you, you know what, buddy? Come here, Seth. Come here, Seth, bud. Come here. Come here. He You'll do. He just... Come he, here, buddy. He, he stops. Shh, on. He, 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 stop, he stops. Turns to you and goes, All right, what? You, you know what? You were you were very helpful. Uh, have you got a glass on you? Is there anything you can drink out of? He's just like... I got a hip flask, but it's full. Uh, Here, you know what? Can I try this? It's good. I... No, 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 no. She got the sentence out. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. Fuck. She got the sentence out. I was trying to act on. 
16, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you see him, he, 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 cock, he, he sort of cocks his head to one side and he narrows his eyes, sort of looking you up and down, and he just goes, Yeah, fuck it. What could happen? Puts the crate down, walks over to you, and extends a hand. Uh, I'm assuming you're handing him the bottle. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. He takes the bottle, sort of looks down the the neck of it, trying to examine the liquid, and just goes, "What the fuck is this shit?" Like nothing else you've had before. I don't know, lady. I've had some pretty weird alcohol. I've had some pretty weird booze before this. Oh God. uh... (laughs) He takes a sniff of it, and he's like, "Okay." He, t- he just not even thinking. He just takes one massive gulp from it. I need to actually make a couple of rolls because of this. Because <laughs> f- fuck your sixteen. Okay, he failed. He failed the Constitution saving throw. So that's going to be. Okay, that's an eight. Okay, let me just scroll down because I've still got the table here. Oh, shit. <laughs> on, roll a d10 for me. Six. Roll the six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You want to share your little giggle there? Nah, I'll the get end? there. She's got one more roll to make. Okay. I need you to roll. Uh, roll two d ten separately. <laughs> this is because roll twenty doesn't have a d one hundred in. Oh fuck. Okay. 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 You're fine. Anon, as you watch this dwarven figure take a slug of drink out of this bottle, you stand there with Alera, eyes locked on him, looking down because he is quite short. How Filled... short? Because so is Anon. And uh, this guy's about four foot four. Okay, yeah, she's looking down. He's about four, 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 five, around that sort of really like tiny, tiny uh, dwarf. You get the sense that he's kind of small for his for his race. You, you and Alara stand there, eyes fixated on him with just anticipation, fear, curiosity, and bewilderment. At after experiencing the effects of this alcohol firsthand, you you're 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 eager to find out what it's going to do to him. You see him take the first. You take the. You see him take the swig. You see him grimacing. He puts the bottle down, and he stands there, and he's he's all he he tenses up a little bit, and he's it's like somebody who's taken a a shot of really high proof spirit straight. It's that face curling, neck twitching, all body tensing reaction that you get from it. You see him breathe outwards, and you notice that his skin's beginning to change in nature. It's almost like 
his hair's growing really, really, really quickly to the point where every inch of this guy's skin is now covered in this dark chestnut hair that is just going from bald to about three foot long in a matter of seconds. You stand there and you watch as he looks at his hands and even the palms of his hands and his fingers and every perceivable piece of skin that didn't that didn't have hair on it now has about three foot of this chestnut brown hair on it. He goes to open his mouth, but nothing comes out. And you see him, his eyes widen, and you you watch as he he gets filled with this expression of utter fear, confusion, shock, horror, and just utter bewilderment. And then poof. You see this you see this cloud of blue smoke erupts all around him, completely surrounding him to the point where you can't see him. And as the wind begins to gently blow it away. Ah shit. Wait for it. <laughs> as the wind begins to blow it away, there's no dwarf standing there before you. Well, there is. But technically there isn't. You see this. Actually, you know what? Go ahead and make a nature roll for me, please. To see if you can figure out what the fuck it is. In fact, both of you can. Yeah, a nature roll. You, Anon, you actually triggered a double effect. It was the only double effect on the list. What insulting fuck. <laughs> okay. Ilera rolled pretty well yeah. with uh with a fifteen and add on that's your that's a fourteen, right? Yep. Okay. I'll I'll say that both of you recognize what this, this creature is. So as the as the smoke begins the, as the smoke vanishes, standing before you is a four foot four height centaur. <laughs> with three foot of hair just on every perceivable millimeter of their body you you watch as the the humanoid portion of this centaur goes to open their mouth and again no no noise is coming out there's no sound coming out of this per, the centaur's mouth it's not through lack of trying it's just that they are that confused shocked, horrified, and just utterly bewildered at what has happened to them, that they literally don't have the strength in their vocal cords to, to say anything. You, you look as they, 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 you see the four legs of the, the, the horse-like uh, portion of this creature circling around, like looking, it's almost like he's trying to catch a, a glimpse at his back end, like a, like a dog trying to chase their tail. And then he just takes off. He just takes off into the village at full sprint, not even caring about the, 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 the crate that the, the, they were carrying, 
not even caring about the bottle that they nearly knocked over, which houses the rest of your very strange alcohol. Not even caring about the two the two individuals that gave it to them. They just take off. You see a couple of people roughly about 60 feet ahead of you up the path. See this charging four foot tall centaur. And they're just staring in utter confusion. And then they look towards you. And you see one guy just like, he's pointing a finger. But it's not, it's not in hostility. It's not in aggressive nature. It's more like a... What the fuck was that? I don't know! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I think I killed Alara. A fucking stomach <laughs> Well, that's never happened before. <laughs> Like, like, okay. <laughs> right, so so what's in his crate? Vegetables. Right, so I take the <laughs> and I pick up the alcohol. Right, okay. You have vegetables and alcohol. I grab a Larry's hand and I go, right, let's go now. <laughs> Give me the bottle pack first, but go, at that going, point... Go, like... Going where? Where are you going? I want, I want my bottle back first. I want, give me, give me my bottle back. Yeah, I hand her back her bottle, and I'm, I'm just going out the village. Okay, you exit, you, you exit the village through the main gate. And, and I'm gonna try and find Zaris now. Okay, well, at the mention of Zaris, we're gonna jump over to Zaris for the first round of combat. So, Zaris or Larry, as I should say, you're up first. I think I killed Zyrus as well. All right, Larry, what's the plan? Okay, all right, before we get into that, look, okay. What I just heard, okay. Uh huh. You're telling me, uh huh, right, that Alara and Anon, with me not being there, Created the first dwarf centaur with more hair than Logan from Wolverine and didn't do anything about it. <laughs> what yep. did you expect me to do about it? I'm the DM. I'm the one that relays this information. I'm not going to. He was scared. Let me just make this perfectly clear. You just set up a goal for me that I am now going to make a stat block for this thing. <laughs> I will personally spend my the rest of my holiday making a stat block for a hairy centaur that is only four foot tall. Just for the shits and giggles of it. I mean, you do you, boo. <laughs> you do. And you, I am boo. going to plaster this shit all over Twitter <laughs> and say, this is what you have to look forward to on Duckies and Dargans for the remainder of the campaign. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. But before I'm going to we... beat my for a second. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're fine. Before, before we get into the combat, I just want to quickly say, 
I I did have a list of rules that were needed to be made after the consumption of this alcohol. I spent a lot of time on this list, and I'm really proud of it. I've I've created so many like magic roll lists or effect rolling lists or stuff like that. I've even made lists of effects that are tied to trinkets and items and hell even food um but that's getting into what i've got planned for future episodes so i i try to have a combination of mundane you know fairly standard expected effects you know look i want you to know that is beyond standard like you okay okay I try to have you a combination. You have I... impressed me in all <laughs> retrospects. I, that... I, I, okay, so I was talking to another DM earlier, and I said, hey, here's my idea for a trinket that I'm working on. Uh, and no, Slade, it was not the DM that you're, you're initially thinking of. Uh, here's my idea for an item. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? And they're like, that's way too overpowered. I was like, no, 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 no. It's going to be, it's going to range in like effects and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay, what level are your players potentially going to be getting this? I went, whenever they find it, they could be level one. They, well, obviously you guys won't be level one because you're level three at the moment, but they could be level one, two, three, four, five. It just, it's whenever they find it. Mayhem, were you expecting us to fight? Well, were you expecting a layer of in the ball? To f- what? Were you expecting us to find it? Uh, not today, because I have not finished the the list for that particular item yet. I'm working on it. I've got about an hour's worth of work to do on it, and that's about look, it. Listen, I, look, like I, I, I'm not concerned about future <laughs> ambulance. I'm concerned that you just dictated the rest of my holiday within a span of a few minutes of me now having to create a stat block for a creature that should not exist, but now does. Here's the thing. Zaris, we don't know if this is a temporary thing or if it's permanent. It's oh, oh, no, no, no. Here's where, here's where Mayhem fucked up on that, though. Well, I don't not- care if it's temporary <laughs> or permanent. I'm going yeah, to do this again, for the you sheer fuckery You may as well do creatures you've never even heard of. You may as well do I a am, horse and a cow block. You may as well do a chicken am, and an elf block at that. Because I'm going oh to God. create this. And you can't block everything if you've never seen the creature before. Yeah, you can't. You can. You can either. You absolutely fucking can. Uh, I'm going to do it. <laughs> well, you do you, boo. I won't, I won't stop you. Uh, and as long as I get 100% of the creative rights to it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> because sure. Like the, I will uh, give you credit on for suggesting too. that guy has it. Alright. I don't need credit here for suggesting that guy has it. <laughs> okay. Alright, so La- it's Larry's Larry. turn. It's Larry's okay. turn. What, let's, uh, let's, let's get back on track. Okay. So... In all technicality, he's not supposed to use a weapon, but in order to make this more, like, funnier, I wanted to give Larry, like, a semi-weapon. Okay. So, he's gonna pull out a revolver. Oh, no. 
and he's going to shoot his grave bolt at it. Okay. And the range is 150 feet. Okay. Uh, and it's technically a spell, but he uses my spell attack modifier in order for this to work. But I okay. wanted to give him a little bit of flair. But he pulls out a revolver and shoots one of his grave bolts at him. Okay. And he's going to roll to see if he hits. Does a 21 hit? Uh, let me pull up the stat block for the, the Basilisk. Yes, the 21 does hit. Okay, so the damage is going to be 2d4 plus 3 plus the hex. Uh, 2d4 so, plus 3 plus the hex. Okay, got it. 2d4 plus 3. Okay. So I'm rolling the 2d4 plus 3 first. Okay. So 6. Okay. Then hex. Because it is cons with my Eldritch Invocation, it's considered ice damage. So the hex does trigger off. So 1d6. No modifier. Four. Okay. Go ahead and uh, describe the impact of your attack. So you watch as Larry does that, that, that famous, like, Western style shot where he's just pulling back the back handle and just firing away. And he's just like so excited to be a part of something now. So you see him just take the shot and shoot this thing right into the side of its neck and just go straight through it and cause this like ripple effect around his neck to where it starts to freeze. Because of it being cold damage. Okay. Liking uh, it. Liking it. Larry is going to then move back here. Because again, he can shoot from 150 feet. So he doesn't really need to be up close and personal to this thing. Um, and that was his action and movement. Uh... And that's all he can do for this turn. Okay. Moving on next is the Basilisk, and it actually needs to make a... Where is it? Okay. It needs to make a perception check. Yep. Nope. Okay. That answers that. Uh... After recoiling slightly from the impact of those two, well, from the impact of the blast, the Basilisk is going to use its very limited movement to circle. In fact, hold on. I need to make sure that I'm getting the distance right. Yeah. Okay. It is going to go ahead and move the full 20 feet that it can, getting closer toward... It's actually going to move more towards Muffin uh, and towards Zarus's right-hand side than straight beelining it towards Zarus. Uh, you watch as it begins to... It begins to look a lot bigger than what you, you initially thought. Um, in comparison to 
entities such as Laddie and Muffin. This thing is huge. This thing towers above you by a good two to three feet. And you just watch as it begins to snarl at you after taking the hit from the, the Grave Bolt from Larry. Uh, it's not at range to do anything at the moment, so we're going to move on to Muffin. Alright. So, Muffin is going to fly 30 feet up in the air. Okay. Okay. And he is going to look down on this basilisk thing. And he is going to use his uh, frost breath on it. And it needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, lovely. Uh, okay. That would be an eight, sir. So you fail. Yep. So you're going to take 2d4 plus the hex. Okay. So the 2d4 cold damage, five, plus the hex damage, it's another three. Okay. And you are slowed. So speed is halved. Your speed is halved. Okay, good to know. Okay, so he's 30 feet up in the air, so I can't move anymore because that's his full movement. Okay. Uh, so he's 30 feet up in the air, so just the token that where he's at right now, he's just above the yeah. basculus yeah. 30 feet in the air. Okay, I got you. All right, Moving. so that is Buffin's turn. It's going to move on over to you then. All right, so let me write down something right quick before I forget. All right, so Zerus is going to do the smart thing and move at a safe distance away from the Basculus. See, that was 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Yeah. So he goes 30 feet around the rock. And he is going to attack first and then go and make a stealth check. Okay. So see what spell I want to cast. Okay, we're going to cast Frostbite. You need to make a Constitution saving throw. A con save? Regardless, a con save, yes. Regardless of if you pass or fail, you're still going to take the hex damage. Okay. But the con save is to see if you take, uh, if you take the effects. 14. Do you, you pass by one. Yeah. So you're, so you're still going to take the hex damage, but yeah. you're not going to take the effects from frostbite. Okay. So you take six damage from hex. Excellent. Okay. All right. Uh, then. You said you were going to make a stealth roll as well. Yeah, I'm going to make a stealth roll. 
Um, that's what I'm trying to find is what my stealth modifier is. It's plus one. There it is. Mm -hmm. 16. You're hidden. <laughs> that has a lot of connotations. <laughs> Damn you. Uh, You're hidden. Damn you. All right, so that is going to be uh, Zerus's turn because okay. he is hidden. Moving back on to the uh, skeletal gunslinging weirdo that is Larry. Don't call Larry weird. Listen, listen. I, I, I needed, I needed a third Larry adjective. Larry for president. I needed a third <laughs> adjective, and I couldn't think of anything, so I went with my, my, you know, my, my usual. And also, right. no, no, uh, no, Larry for president. <laughs> Larry, Larry <laughs> is going to uh, fire another shot, and I was about to say, can he make a a straight shot past Muffin? But he can, yeah, yeah, because he's thirty feet in the air. So yeah, yeah, uh, he's going to yeah, definitely hit, try to hit with a twenty-four. It definitely hits two d four plus three for cold damage, 7. Okay. Then 1d6 for hex is an additional 5. Okay. Uh, go ahead and describe Larry's attack for me. Uh, Larry is not the type of uh, skeletal figure to go in and uh, hide and need to go and uh, he, he likes to make his presence known. So he's going to give out a big old yeehaw and he's going to fire another shot and it's going to go straight into its uh one of its front legs and start to freeze over again okay with that impact from the the grave bolt you notice that the basilisk has sort of switched demeanor from that aggressive hostile on the attack persona to it's now carefully taking in its surroundings i'm going to yeah with an eight uh, with an uh, with a 19 it sees both uh laddie and muffin in fact what was your stealth roll again was that the the 16? Yeah, 16. Okay. I'll say that it barely sees you because you're you're behind a kid, like a, a reasonably considerable amount of uh of cover as well. So I'll I'll give you a slight bonus to that. Uh you see that it it takes a look up towards the sky and sees Muffin hovering 30 feet above the ground, and it takes a look it lowers its gaze back towards ground level and sees Muffin uh standing at the far end of this raised platform. And you, you see its expressions begin to soften a little bit as it looks like it's contemplating something. It's going to use the only movement it's got. I actually need to... Because it, the only reason I can, I'm continuously measuring this out is because of the, the white border around the, the token, essentially. Yeah. Um, but it's going to go ahead and move 10 feet in this direction. I think that might have only been 5 feet, actually. 
Yeah, it's going to move 10 feet in this direction as it slowly begins to turn its body away from the three of you. You see the ice that it encased itself around the back portions of its, its legs begin to crackle and fall off in small pieces. The majority of it still sticking to the skin, but it's beginning to, to crack and fall off with the, the tension of the muscles as they begin to make their way through the, the movement, the range of movement needed in order to walk the, 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 the reduced amount of movement that the, the basilisk has at the moment. Uh, you get the sense that this thing was not counting on fighting three creatures at once. When it discovered you, it was it, you get the feeling that it was banking on you being alone. Uh, and you, you get the feeling that it knows that the tides have changed and not necessarily within its favor. Uh, no point in doing a action. So we're gonna move back over to Muffin. Um, can well, you've already said that part. So I I would wouldn't wouldn't need Muffin to make an insight check. Um, I tell you what, I know what I'm gonna do. Uh oh. I'm gonna have Muffin use his once a day spellcasting ability and cast Fog Cloud around the Basilisk to it where it would hinder its sight. Okay. So, uh, with a, 20 feet around the Basilisk in that whole sphere. So, uh, I, can I draw a circle? Yeah, I can. So this whole area here right. is now in a fall cloud. Um, okay. So that will kind of hinder its sight a little bit, but we do know where it's at. Okay. Before now we... going to... Oh, no, I need to go. He's now going to roll to see if he gets his breath weapon back. He does not. Um, so... I don't want him to go up close and personal to this thing. So I am going to leave uh, Muffin at that, just casting the fall, the fall cloud. Okay. With that, we're going to temporarily switch back over to Ilara and Anon. Uh, having just made your way out of the gates of Skada, uh, what is it that you guys are doing? I know you said that you were going to try and track down Zaris, but... You don't really have much to go on. Okay, let me let me just let me let let me just let 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 uh, I, I don't right. I mean, I, my eye went white. Your hair went red. I thought it was just minor things. There's a fucking dwarf centaur. I know. <laughs> like, like, just, just like, a, just, oh, what have we done? I know, come on, let's find Zaris and get out of here before, you know. Oh god, can you imagine what to do to fucking Zaris? <gasps> yes! We could make the fucking devil himself! I don't want him to kill us though, so um 
let's, uh, let's, I, I, I don't know where the fuck he's gone. Zaris, where are Zaris. you? Zaris, you blue bastard, where are you? How loudly are you, are you shouting this? Pretty loudly. Uh, yeah, loudly. Okay. Pretty loud. Zaris, make a perception check. Would I be able to hear them from that far away? <laughs> They're, mm -mm. You're not as far away from the, the village as you think you are. So, depending on what you roll, it's, it's a slim chance. Okay. I was fixing to say, because you're, like... you're about... Yeah, I, I know the number in my head. I'm not, I'm not going to say it, but I know how far away you are. And I know, the, okay. I know the likelihood of you being able to hear them. Okay, so roll a perception check to see if I can hear them. Uh-huh. Okay, I want everybody to know who's listening right now, the biggest reason I ask that is because perception is my worst stat. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did roll an 18, though. Uh-huh, with no modifier as well, which makes it even more impressive. As you watch Muffin cast Fog Cloud around the, the Basilisk, and your heartbeat is beating that hard that you swear you can heat it in your eardrums. You're focusing on the, on the movement and the, the location of the basilisk, trying to keep a track of your... What, were you, what was your one time, at one point, your hunter, uh, but now it's looking more like it's your prey at this point. You sit there, completely focused. And you swear that almost like a whisper on the wind, you hear somebody calling your name. It's literally, the volume of it is like a whisper on the wind. But you can't tell what direction it's coming from. Okay. Okay. Anna. As Zeris... I'm going to ignore it for now. Okay. And on Alara, the path that you stand on is a sort of like a makeshift walking path. It doesn't seem to be tread on enough for it to be horse and cart or anything bigger than footsteps. But you do see that it does begin to lead into the tree line. There's no signs of any immediately recent activity. You can tell people have walked this path recently, but it doesn't look like you're seconds behind anybody at this point. Um, what do the two of you want to do? If I were a demon that was nice, where would I be? You got any ideas? No, I've never been nice. I don't know what nice means. I mean, you can act. That's I said you can act. You can act like a nice demon. Try and get in the mindset of one. You know. Okay, right. Good for I'm the people. <laughs> I turn things into ice. Go on, go a little wee little dance when you're doing it. He has a bit of finesse when he does his stuff. Absolutely right. I'm Zaris. Roll a performance check for the love of God. I'm not gonna lie, this made my day. 
Like, but, thick finesse, the, the, I am Zaris. No, I am Zaris. I am Zaris. I, I, I feel like that they're putting me in the perspective of a bard, uh -huh. and I'm not I'm yeah. not mad about it. Yeah, you're, you're, so you've, uh, Zaris, you're, uh, you have you're no longer a warlock, you're a fuckboy bard. <laughs> He's dandelion! She the fucking 16 as well. <laughs> Toss a coin to your Zaris. <laughs> Toss a coin to your Zaris. Yo, he's fucking pretty. <laughs> well, oh. we now have the theme song for the entire yeah, no, campaign. No, we fucking don't. Oh, by the way, complete tangent. Fucking Witcher Queen. Uh, Witcher. Uh, Witcher series two comes out one week from when this episode is airing. Let's go. Like no, you have no idea how many times I've heard that from my mother. My mother is obsessed with The Witcher right now. Love it. Anyway, I don't. You she has uh, not yet. She's wanting to go get them though. She was wanting them for Christmas. They're great. They're fucking great. Anyway, before before Elera loses herself in Witcher fan girlism, then we're just gonna move on. Then the first B. Uh huh. <laughs> uh. Wait, the performance thing, Adon. Yeah, Adon, you you summon all of the minimalist, artistic, and expressionalist capabilities that you have within you at this moment in time, and you do your very best impersonation of Zaris. You try to adopt his his mannerisms and his demeanor and his facial expressions and his body posture and his body language and his gesturing you feel like you're you're doing a pretty solid job of it as well you're, you feel like you're pulling off the part of Zaris really convincingly and you try to summon the the brain processes that Zaris would have what would he do at this moment in time where would he go uh go <laughs> you know what fuck it Go ahead and roll 2d20. Swear to God, if you pop out another centaur. <laughs> ah, she ain't gonna. Okay, okay, a 3 and a 10. <laughs> uh, with those rolls, I was gonna... Wait, when did you roll a third, a, a third one? Because I thought it didn't roll, so I rolled again. Okay, well you got a 3 and a 10, nice try. <laughs> uh with a 10 because I'm going to take the highest one. Uh you you can't quite grasp the inspiration of what Zyrus would do in this particular situation. But you put on a good show though. I shall now summon my familiar. Didi, you are now muffin. Oh my god. <laughs> Why did he have to be Muffin? Why not Larry? I mean, Muffin's just a little... little, um, pipsqueak. Well, so's Dee Dee. Yeah, but Dee Dee's cool! Don't tell Zaris that I'm not a fan of Muffin, just Muffin's got a really, really annoying voice. Yeah, it just, I just, I just, no, it just, no, no. Make him Larry. Larry's cool. Okay, Dee Dee, you're Larry. It's cool as well. It's cool as well. I think I think the other one was Jeff. He seemed like a stone skeleton thing. So that that or, or Jeff, but Larry. I mean, Larry was the first one we met. So <laughs> you know, Jeff is a boner. Oh my <laughs> god! 
fucking hate it here. <laughs> make, make him, make him, make him, make him Larry. Make Jeff him is a boner. Oh Jesus, that's gonna be the title of this episode. <laughs> if it's not, I'm gonna have words for you guys. <laughs> I know you are. Okay. So, all right. Okay, Anon. So you've you got DD as Larry. You've acted pretty well as Zaris. So. <clears throat> Arthur Bumble's in danger. The, he's, he's about to get attacked. Where'd he go? Arthur no, Bumble. Bumble. Screw Bumble. Screw Bumble. Screw him. Screw him. Screw him. Um, 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 think, 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 think. There's a, there's a hot chick that he's after and she's in danger. No, 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 no. That probably wouldn't work. Because, well, his staff's gone missing. No, 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 no. That wouldn't work. Ah! What calls does he answer most of the time? Fuck. Um, um, at this point, Alara just kind of like sort of punching herself in the head, going, fuck, 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 um, 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 Somebody's in um, help and he's trying to be nice. Yeah, but there's usually like an incentive, like, he doesn't just do it for the sake of freaking doing it, he, he goes after an objective or something, like when he, when he fought that guy that took his eye out, no, 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 the guy he took the eye out from, and then he had a kind of like, uh, Final stand redemption thing, and um, when you he's had really his uh, being nice. yeah, but he did that because he went there to be an incentive. But oh, fuck, um, 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 um. right, we're going to see that. That, I'm that way. Kidnapped. I've been, we, we've been kidnapped, all right, we disappear somewhere. No, 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 because he went off in a rage. He was in a rage when he did it, he was in a rage. I don't know if I like their impressions of me or not. Usually, 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 like, it would be, usually, uh... Right, Anon starts walking in a random direction now. Stop, 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 You head north in your perspective. You head straight ahead down this path. Right, I'm I'm still pretending to be Zaris. Okay. <laughs> Is Dee Dee pretending to be Larry? Given the fact that Dee Dee's never met Larry. Yes, she has. He. You said Dee Dee was a boy. Dee Dee's a girl. No. Dee Dee was no. a boy and now no. is a girl. Um, Do we have a transgender duck in this campaign? I don't know. Is At it, this point, like so, I'm still confused as to if, if everything. So, if so, I'm all for it. Wait, hold on, Zarr. Wait, Anon, come back. Anon, Anon slash Zarrus, come back. Anon, at this point, you're about 15 feet ahead from Elara. You still need I'm Zaris, and I'm just going where I want. <laughs> That's the uh, God. To, to I be, hope he does fair, not fucking see us doing this. To be fair, that uh, tracks, uh, Zaris. You have a reputation for going wherever you want. Oh, listen, I already <laughs> feel like that. I've put a bad impersonation on. <laughs> like, Adam, do you have? Do you have? Um, do you have smokes at all? N no. I, I don't know. Do I have any smokes? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Do I have smokes? I don't, I don't no, know. No, um, I don't think you do. I know I asked him for a cigar at one point, and yeah, then there's another cigar there. that was a magic one. 
But I don't know about my regular one. My regular one was gone. I, oh. I'm so, I'm so speaking to myself at this point, so I'm like looking through my bag, going, "Fuck." Um. Okay. Okay. Thank. 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 I need to start being more of a badass. What time of day is it? Early afternoon by this point. He's attracted attracted to magic, isn't he? Yeah, I'm sure he sleeps for the stuff, but um, uh, I believe he's attracted to it. I mean, he does pretty fucking cool shit. So, oh, so I you've cast actually, dancing you, lights. You've you've actually gone and caught up to Anon then, Elera. Uh, I presume I did when she was speaking back. I presumed. Okay. Uh. Anon, what is the range on Dancing Lights? I'm just going to look it up again. Because <clears throat> I don't think it's quite far enough. Depending on how far you've gone. I mean, yeah. Also, out of session? Yeah. For listeners and for Zaris, we're not mocking you. <laughs> Like, We're the way you guys describe me, it feels like you're mocking me, but a lot of what you said is not wrong, I'm, so I'm, I'm starting still... to think I need to start acting more like a badass. I'm, st I'm still trying to figure out whether or not we've got a transgender duck in this campaign, because yeah. if so, I, I, I don't give a fuck. That's going to be my next Twitch emote. <laughs> it's 120 feet. It's 120 feet? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 before we and go, it's I, four orbs. It's four orbs. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, before we go ahead, I need. I need confirmation on this. Anon. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> what about the duck? Yeah. Well, you see, he was a human male. Uh huh. But then Dee Dee's always been female in my head. As a duck. So head cannon, and your in your head cannon. In my head, canon is DD. When when the dude got changed into a duck, his gender also was changed. I, I mean, I guess that answers your question, then. Yeah, it does. Actually, that's absolutely amazing. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And in this way, we can have eggs. God. They're yolking, right? Damn it! Yeah, I'm just quackers. <laughs> not, not, not your. Damn it! Not your, not your, not your, not your finest dad joke, Elera. I'm not gonna lie. That's not your. Finest. I'm high enough to think that's funny. Though. Yeah, I know you are, and that's that's even, that makes it worse. <laughs> You're also high enough to laugh at chicken and giblets, but we're not talking about that right now. God damn it! Fuck. God fucking damn it! Okay, <laughs> Anon, how how far down this path are you gonna go before you cast dancing lights? I, I think I cast them when I kind of turn round back to Alara and go, he's attracted to magic, right? Yeah, you're not answering the question, though. I don't know how far, like, I think I got maybe about 10, 20 feet okay. down the path. Okay. Zyrus, make a perception check for me. Would it be perception or arcana? Uh, to see something would be perception. 
the only reason I ask Arcana is because of the way that she's casting the spell. So it could like in, in my head, I could kind of see it work and lead to Arcana. But I, I do see where it would be preferable for perception. Okay, okay. Hold so. on, hold on, hold on. Actually, no, we're, we're, we'll do this. Fuck. Yep. Yeah, roll Arcana. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. roll Arcana. <laughs> like, I was going to say odds were odds would be perception, even would be Arcana. And I've rolled a two, so you know. Also, yes, I mean, yes, Alara, Alara, what can I do for you? I've had a thought. Uh, I also, obviously, it's going to be Zara's like look at the most smallest bit of magic. He's going to want something a bit more kind of different and unique. I've just looked re looking at my character sheet, and I've got dancing lights as well. It'd be worth casting two. You yeah. could, you could, uh, I've uh, never used it before, so you could well, chain it. Depends. Do you have a glow worm? I do, you have a glow worm for that matter. No, yeah, she did. I saw you having that guy in the okay. island, okay. Before we went, went into the before Lara caused us to go through the magic ball, okay. Uh, um, so I was thinking, like, if I was like, if Lara was like to try and like sort of cast some sort of magic but the wrong one came out like dancing lights came out instead of something else and sort of like a, oh shit what the, oh mm, you've got that too. No. I don't know how it would work mm, no not at this point no. uh, okay. I mean you could still cast it if you had phosphorus or witchwood um, okay I don't think Alara's got those things no, Alara would have to go and get um, spell casting components which is yeah. That yeah. We haven't delved into that yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. So with an arcana uh roll of thirteen, you get the you get a ping down towards the the southeast sector of the region. It's faint at this point, but you you can tell that there's this small hovering ball of light. It's the only one that you see at this point, but it's appeared seemingly from nowhere. So Zerus is going to keep a note of that, but he is going to <clears throat> hold off on that. Uh, because well, that actually, I think I think that actually brings us over to your turn, though, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Initially, he he's Zerus is blood hungry. He he's wanting to release his frustrations and anger, and he's going to do so on this basilisk. So he sees the light, and he he kind of thinks that he knows what it might could be, but he's going to kind of just wait on responding back and focus on killing this basilisk. Okay. So what he's going to do <clears throat> is he is going to cast, if I can find it, another, it's another one of my cantrips. It's called Ice Wave. Okay. You need to make a dex, actually, no, let me do this the right way. Free action, middle finger. <laughs> oh, fuck. Reaction, middle finger, 
Muffin is going to see me using the middle finger and think it's hilarious. So now he's going to double middle finger just for the shits and giggles of it. I was about to say the effect doesn't stack. <laughs> no, it doesn't stack. He just <laughs> thinks it's funny. Uh, but I do middle finger free action. Uh huh. Action cast ice wave. You now need to make a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage. Oh, Jesus. Fuck. Okay. You've been holding on to that one for a fucking while. Yeah, he, he got that in episode two. Yeah, from Bumbles. <clears throat> uh, that would be a one total. Uh, okay, so you're going to take 1d6 cold damage from the ice wave. Your speed is reduced by 10. So its speed is now zero. And you are going to take an additional 1d6 from Hex. So okay. 1d6 from Ice Wave, 3. Your speed is reduced by 10. Okay. Then 1d6 from Hex is 6. So you're going to take an additional 6 cold damage. Okay. <clears throat> you watch as the Ice Wave engulfs the, the lower half of all eight of the basilisk's legs. You hear it shriek out in pain as the cold energy seeps into its body. You see the leg muscles tense up as the cold begins to cause the muscle fibers to completely solidify and lock up, restricting <clears throat> the movement. You see the, you see the body lurching forward and the legs tugging at the ice, but the ice is so strong that it doesn't allow the legs to move at all. You have reduced the basilisk's movement to just absolutely nothing. You see it looking down towards its front two legs and its head is moving so rapidly that even from the distance and the, the position that you're in, you can tell this thing is panicking. That's what Zerus wanted. Uh... So Zerus is, that's his action and his free action. Uh, he is going to. He's going to start making his way forward now that he knows that it can't move. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. He's going to move right there. Okay. And then that will be Zerus's turn. Uh, before we go any further, Anon and Lara, I'd like you to make a perception check. Either one of you can help the other and give them advantage, or you can roll individually. Uh, I'll roll individually, I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. So perception, yeah? Yep. Seventeen. Seventeen. Nice. Fucking twenty. Okay, you. I'll say you both. Uh, you both catch wind of this. Coming from behind, approximately fifty to sixty feet behind you, you hear uh, a set of footsteps. It's almost like running pace. A couple of seconds go by, and you see Kala sprinting up towards you guys. Her breath labored as she catches up to you. She's, okay. Some of the villagers, oh god, some of the villagers told me that you, you were leaving and that you came this way. She looks around, she, look, she looks at the two of you and now her, 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 her eyes squint and she's like, 
Where's your friend? That's what we're, we're looking, looking for. And we're, we're, we're looking for him. Okay. Then, then, then whatever, when, what, yeah, okay. Well, I came to t ask you about it. Can wait. Let's, let's find your friend. Okay. You, you, she looks and sees the dancing lights and goes, you know, it's broad daylight, right? Yeah, but he's attracted to magic, so I'm hoping he'll see it and go, ooh, shiny. So your friend's a magpie, then? Well, why would you track him? Uh, or get him to come to you? If he'd gone off, I don't, you know? I don't know. I'd send out a search party. Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah. The only things are to take them as friendly, so... Yeah... Anyway, anyway, let's let's just let's just find them. You see, you see, she gestures for the two of you to lead the way. Okay, Anon, let's. You wanna you wanna shout him again? We'll both shout him. Zaris, Zaris, yeah, bastard, Zaris, where are ya? Zaris, come here. Zaris, go ahead, make where the fuck are you? Make another perception check. A ten? Okay. I'll say that in relation to how far they've they've walked, you can hear them. It's a distant call, but you can hear voices coming from this area of the map. Down towards the southeast. Okay, so Zerus is now knows what the dancing lights were for. And he he understands that they're calling him, but he he's in this fit of rage where he he knows that he can't rely on the two of them to release the stress. So he's still going to refrain from calling back, but in in order to kill this thing with his bare hands and release his frustrations and anger. Okay. Uh, before we get to your turn, or sorry, it would be, uh, it would be Larry. Laddie's turn. Before we get to Laddie's turn, I need to have one thing either confirmed or denied from my other two players. Are you, oh. are you, are you continuing to walk? At this point, are you still walking in the path that the dancing lights were were put in put in place? Yes. I'm okay. Still walking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and the dancing lights they're they're moving around. They're they're not stagnant. Okay. The with that we are going to move on over to Larry. All right. So Larry is going to. He's gonna he's not gonna move because if he gets hit once, he's kind of like out. So he's gonna stay at the range that he's at and cast uh grave bolt again. Okay. Twenty-three to hit. Hits. And two D four plus three nine and then hex damage. A one. <laughs> So ten damage total. It's all it's all cold damage. Okay, okay. You watch as Larry sends forth a a blast from the grave bolt, striking the the basilisk in the sort of like the the back right hand hip quadrant 
of the body, and you see the you see the basilisk, the, the back four the back four legs. Uh, sorry, let me reword that. The back two right hand legs go weak, and it sort of drops down at a forty five degree angle for a split second before writing itself up to a fully standing position. You. You hear it calling out in pain once again, and you get the sense that this thing is beat up at this point. You see that the cold damage has caused the, the skin to, to crack and bleed, and you begin to see uh, blood trickling down all eight of its legs. So, with that, I'm actually going to get the Basilisk to roll a strength check to see if it can break the ice. Okay, with a 15, I'll say that it breaks uh, its front two legs out of the ice, but the, right, the other six remain fully encased. Okay. Uh, All it right. can't move, it can't attack, so that brings us on over to Muffin. All right, Muffin is going to see if he gets his breath weapon back. He does not. I take it he has so... a roll of four or five or a six. He has to roll a six. He has to roll a six? Okay. Yeah, every single time he has to roll a six in order to get it back. Um, he is going to... Do I want him to go and start attacking this thing? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold a reaction for Muffin. Okay. In that case, that brings us back around to you. All right, so Zerus is going to do the middle finger again, cast Frostbite, and you now have to make a Constitution saving throw with disadvantage. Okay, con save. A 15. 15 still passes, so you're going to just take the hex damage. Okay. Six. Uh, give me one second to mark that down. Alright, that is his uh, action. At this, and... at this point, just as you're about to take your bonus action, I will say that Anon and Alera I can give you guys your tokens Ooh. the two of you along with Kala emerge into this space uh, you don't see the basilisk but the two of you do have a direct line of sight over towards Zaris uh, you also see Muffin and Alara, actually no, I'm gonna say that you don't see you don't see Laddie at this point. But Zyrus, go ahead with your the remainder of your turn. I just wanted to roll, uh, to explain the timing of what was going on. Okay. Um. I am going to. 
use my bonus action to cast Hellish Frost on my weapon. Okay. And that will be all I can do for it for the day. So I have to go and do a short rest to get it back. Uh-huh. And I am going to end my turn there. Okay. Uh, Anon and Aletta, I'd like the two of you to go ahead and roll initiative to see where you guys land in the grand scheme of things as well. Okay, okay. I'm going to roll initiative for Kala. If I can pull up her character sheet as well. She has a plus three to her... Oh, crap. Okay. Uh, Kala's going to pretty much get no opportunity to do anything because she rolled a seven. Uh, we're going to give... Elera rolled an eight. And Anon rolled a 14. So, Anon, you're going to get the opportunity to... Wait, why did that not... Why did that not save? Sorry, just uh, just putting the uh, initiative into proper order. Adon, you're going to have an opportunity to do something, but like I said, you do not see the, the Basilisk at this point. Okay, so I move out in front of Carl and I kind of hold my arm against her and said, I wouldn't go any further than this. Okay, that's going to bring us on over to Laddie. Uh, Larry's going to fire another shot. Okay. Wow, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> well, it, I don't think it will come as much of a surprise to say that that does not hit. Yeah, so you're going to see Larry try to fire off a shot, but he forgot to reload his fucking gun. So he's going to go and be like, stupid fucking thing, and he's going to hit it up against his uh, his kneecap and try to figure out why it's not working. <laughs> I love it. For those uh, for those of you listening at home, Laddie rolled in that one on his uh, attack roll, so obviously that was not going to, to be a successful attack. Okay. Uh, it's going to bring us on over to the Basilisk, who is going to try and make another, uh, strength check to see if it can break more of its legs out of the ice wave. It does not. It rolled in that yes. one as well. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, Zaris, you actually watch as the Basilisk attempts to free more of its legs from, uh, from your your ice wave it gives one solid desperate tug 
before you hear this new scream of pain and desperation emanating from its mouth, you actually see that the joint of its the joints of its knees almost seem like they're out of alignment. Almost like it tried to pull too hard in desperation. It's gonna bring us on over to Elera. And again, as a reminder, you don't see you don't see the basilisk, but with you, Kala, and Anon hearing that scream, you know there's something here. Well, because I don't see what uh, they're attacking, I'm just gonna walk in the direction of where their attacks are going. Okay, make a perception. So where a, I heard uh, that scream from. I'm, I'm, I was gonna hmm. say, make a perception check in order to deter- uh, determine the direction that the scream came from. Yeah, that's cool music. Nice. You get you you know that it's coming from a little ways off to your right, and that it is roughly in the range of about seventy to eighty feet away. So it's it's a little ways off, but you know the the you know roughly the range and the the direction of the the sound. So how far am I allowed to move? You have a speed of I think it's thirty. So that'd be about what? Uh, uh thirty. Uh, thirty would get you. Okay, thirty would get you there. I'll go there then. Okay. But uh, sorry, sorry. Before I before I move there, I'm just gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna follow the noise. Okay. If that's the end of your turn, then we circle back on over to Muffin. Uh, I do not get it back. No, you don't. <laughs> um. Okay, I, I I'm gonna go ahead and just because he can't move at all. And his perception is with disadvantage anyway. Uh, the the basilisk mm-hmm. muffin is going to f- fly into the mist. He can see in the mist uh, as well as I can. Larry cannot, but I, me and uh, muffin can. Muffin is going to do his claw attack, which is also cold damage. Uh. So I'm a I'm pretty sure a six doesn't hit. No, it doesn't. Uh, so he's gonna attack. He can do two attacks. So he's gonna do uh, that one again. Does a twenty-two hit? Yes. Okay. So the damage is one d four plus one cold damage plus hex. So three. Okay. And make that a four. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Alright. How do you want to do um, how do you want to do this? Is it dead? Yes. Okay. So you, you rolled exactly what you needed. <laughs> cool. So Muffin is going to call out to me and say, uh he basically I'm not gonna do the voice because I can't do the voice right now. <laughs> um yes, you can. 
he's gonna call out to me. I'll, I'll say he does it telepathically because he uh, he knows that he doesn't want me to bring the others into this. He calls out to me and asks if he, if I want him to finish it or if I personally want to finish it. And I will say back to him that I want to finish it. Okay. So with your permission, may I go forward and finish it as Zerus? You may. Okay. So Zerus is going to go forward. He's going to. With his black hair, I don't know if the others can see it, everything, but he you he's at a point where his hair is all blacked out. The aura that's emanating from him is like this menacing, dark, frozen aura. If that if you can visually imagine that. Um, but he walks into this mist. He grabs the basilisk by its neck and just looks dead into its face, knowing that it's about to die. And he takes his other hand and lunges it into his heart and pulls his heart out. Okay. And he lunges his hand, grabs the heart, pulls the heart out, and then just watches as the last dying breath and its eyes start to go stone cold as if Zerus has no feeling at all. Okay. You watch the life drain from the basilisk's eyes. You feel this wave of relaxation, low-level elation, and almost like a a weird twisted sense of being wash over you as you deliver the final blow to the creature. It's at this point that you suddenly become aware of your surroundings. You become aware of the fact that you knew that you heard the the very, very faint sound of your name being called. Then you heard it getting louder. You recall seeing the dancing light off, just off to the, the, the far edges of your peripheral vision. You come to your senses and you find that you're not alone. You get the feeling that there are individuals here with you. Uh, I'm going to let you all roleplay this out, but Kala's going to start it off by slowly making her way closer towards the, the break in this sort of like small cluster of trees. And she's going to roll a perception check to see if she can see anything. I'm rolling this in D I'm rolling this in D and D Beyond because it's it's the only format I've got for her character sheet. She rolled a sixteen. So I'll say that she's able to see Zaris, she sees Muffin, she sees Lottie, and she sees the the lifeless corpse of the, the basilisk slowly bleeding out. She looks to Anon and Lara and quietly just says does he do this a lot? That's really 
best not knowing. That's a fucking basilisk. Um, yes, it is, and, and that's why I said, stay back. I mean, staying back could have been counterproductive if he was in danger. I mean, obviously he's not, but... we That's like a mouse to him? Yeah, you Just don't it. know him. You're right, I don't, but... That thing's fucking huge. Yeah, and it's dead now. Like, dead, dead. Deceased. Like, ceases to be. I know the meaning of the word dead. Anyway, let's let's go make sure that he's okay. As you say that, I, you're all three. I would say close enough to see it, but Zerus is not done. He looks at this corpse with menacing eyes watching as he knows that this thing is already dead and that it's it's beyond healing you hear him let out a scream of anger he takes his staff to the basilisk's head and he slams down as hard as he can to behead this thing um do your, I need to roll an attack in order to do so? Your staff is made out of what? It's got the encasing. It, it's technically made out of wood, but I have it encased with the um, the hellish frost, which essentially makes it into like it goes from being a blunt object to a sharp object. Okay. That, yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. hellish frost essentially makes it to where that it it changes its property entirely because of it becoming ice. So instead of doing blunt damage, it's now slashing damage, but okay. it's all cold damage. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. He, and... But he's going to use uh, a charge from his staff, and he's going to make sure that if he is able to do so, behead this thing in one swing. Uh, do I need to uh, roll an attack to see I'll, if I can do so? Yes, go ahead and roll with advantage, given the fact that it is a okay, so it's technically non-moving. So For those that are listening, when I use a charge, uh, my hit to attack goes from being a plus uh, two to a plus six to hit. Uh, and the damage is increased with the cold damage, and it still has hex on it technically. So this is all happening in one fell swoop, essentially. Uh, with advantage, I still rolled a thirteen to hit. <laughs> yeah, that hits. Okay. Uh, the damage for this because it turning into slashing is one d six. Then I'll add the cold damage after that. Okay. So one d six. Six damage. Okay. The ice damage from the charge is 2d8. 12. Okay. Then hex is 1d6. Another one. Okay. I'll say that with a total of 13 damage, max of which was... You maxed out your slashing damage. You... You did, a, you did really well on the, the cold damage. 
I'll say that your staff manages to go roughly about 70 to 75% of the way through the basilisk snack. Your strike is accurate. Your strike is ex your strike is pretty much bang on where you want it to go. Uh, you watch as your staff cleaves through the majority of the thick, dense, almost bulbous and mixture of muscle fibers and just naturally accrued fat around the neck. Blood begins to pool out, just filling a five foot and then nearly a 10 foot circumference around would you even say that some of the blood like splattered onto yeah. me too like a huge yeah. chunk of it yeah so now my last question is is that would i have cut off enough to where i could take my foot and just rip the rest of its head off i'd say you'd have to make a strength check but you could certainly okay. try okay so uh i'll roll to see if i can manage to do that then 15 yeah you fool on like a <laughs> I'm going to use the American uh, term because it's our, I do understand that most of our audience comes from the United States. You full-on soccer kick this uh, basilisk right just underneath the chin where the chin meets the neck and you feel the rest of the, the flesh just sever and you watch the head roll about 10 feet. It actually goes off the ledge of this raised platform that you're on and it just comes to a natural stop just at the bottom, right? 10, maybe 12 feet ahead of you. I want to grab the head. Okay. And I want to start dragging it towards them because I know that they're there. Okay. My hair is still black. And I want to have my other friendos join me. Before you Cyrus saves anything, is Lara late to interrupt a bit? Yeah, uh, Anon and Lara, I'll give you guys a moment to RP your uh, your reactions as you guys are watching this happen. So I'm just going to sort of move here, look at the basilisk's head, look at Larry, look at Muffin, look at Cyrus. I'm just gonna, I'm not going to say much, I'm just going to go, nice job. Yeah, so you kind of see it on both of them because their their personalities change based off mine so whereas you see me with the black hair and the black eyes larry looks more menacing now instead of his funny demeanor and then muffin his like he you can see his demonic form take more prominent place now you can see the sinister look on his face his like eyes are like slanted as like you would see from like a demonic evil sense you can feel his chaotic evil presence as you walk near me you uh do what you needed to do do you think we could sell those fangs Zaris will drop the head and roll it in front of them. Look to, uh, what's her name again? Kala. Kala? Yeah. He's going to look specifically to Kala and say, 
slightly intimidating, but not in the way of like it's a full on threat. It's just that it, he's showing his. He's making his presence known. Yeah. He's going to look to Kala and say. The death of this creature. Saved your town. You watch as Kala looks from you to the basilisk head silently hands just resting on the pommel and the, the hilt of her, her great sword not looking as though she intended to use it not looking as though she meant in any act of aggression or hostility just more on her guard in case she had to jump in and side with you in case anything else is coming. She looks at the head, watches the blood continue to pull out. At this point, the blood flow is beginning to cease. It's beginning to die down. It's more of just a slow, thin trickle by this point. She looks at you and says, If the death of one creature is enough to satiate your blood loss to the point where it saves my village, then I am okay with that. I hope that your outburst that your need for bloodlust and that your need for a fight has brought you to some point in clarity, some point of equilibrium. She looks at Anon and Alara. She's still about five feet behind them. She looks to the two of them and then looks back to you, Zaris, and says, I can tell by the way that these two interact with you that this is not common. It's not like this is a a regular occurrence for you to go out and slaughter innocent animals. You don't it's more common than they know. You don't look like someone who has nothing but evil in their hearts. I don't particularly believe that anybody is born with solely evil heart and evil intent. I believe that there is good in everybody, regardless of their background, their life choices, hell, even their race. Like I said, I hope that you have come to some sort of moment of clarity and come back to an equilibrium. She turns, she tries to get Anon and Alara's attention. She says, now that Zara seems to be safe, I, um, I came looking for the two of you because I got some weird report of something of an altercation involving the two of you. Rumor has yeah, well it 
rumor has it that a couple of the the townsfolk saw you I, they used the word change one of the villagers again you know what i look folks do you are, not think we've been through enough before we get accused of shit like that make a deception check <sighs> Music. Or a, or a persuasion, depending on how you're trying to spin it. But just going going off of your word choice alone, it definitely sounded like uh, deception, at least to my ears. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna roll deception. Let me guess. You're better stop. You'll see what it is in a second. Fucking hell, okay. <laughs> she looks at you and goes, Look, I'm not trying to start anything here. I'm just folk a couple of folks came to me, said that something had gone down, said that you were involved in something. They didn't give me much detail. They just said that you you had an altercation with one of the townsfolk, and that's it. All we did was okay. as you saw, I was with my I was with my good friend Anna on here. Worried about where the fuck Zaris, no offense to you, Zaris, where the fuck he had gone. So we walked. I mean, do you not think we've been through enough? Really? I know it just might be rumors, but come on. Fucking hell. Okay. I don't she, believe this. She, uh, she just tried to roll an insight check on you and rolled a nine. So she is going to go, okay, okay, just. Forget that I said anything. I'm, like, I'm... I am fed up with these. this whole fucking... Uh, we get accused of shit. We go through shit. Our memories are opened. Shit. I am fucking fed up of this. Fucking hell. Ugh. Look, I, I, I'm not trying to take out you. I'm just fucking fed up. She looks at you and just goes, "Okay, I'm sorry. Let's, like, let's." I'm oh, just... have I think? Do we? We've not attacked anyone. Zaris isn't uh, Zaris here. Instead of going full Zaris, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say here. Instead of going full rage, mental mode on you guys, he decides to walk away, being the bigger man. Yes, he killed a creature, which I'm sure if he didn't fucking attack your town, would been fucking rubble. Have a think before you fucking accuse us. And your town. Go ahead and roll either a, pers a persuasion or deception check again. Ah, fuck, wrong one, wrong one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 16. Okay. She rolled another insight. She rolled a 23. Uh, she looks at you and goes, to be fair, it would take a lot more than just one basilisk to turn Skada into rubble. You, you knew I'm, what I was getting at. I am just okay, really, okay, let's, let's, really let's, pissed let's, off. Let's just, let's just put I'm the, just, I don't, I don't mention the Zara set. I fucking saw my death. 
All right, that, 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 that sounds, mixes that, with someone. That sounds like a conversation I don't need to be privy to. Well, so, I'm sure if you were told how you died or how you were going to die, it would probably mess with your your day, your plans a little bit. Not gonna refute that, but like I said, that doesn't. Well sound, then, that sounds like a conversation well, I then. don't need to be privy to. So, well then, let's just let's just get back to town. I'll report that there has been a basilisk sighting this close to the village because it's not natural for them to come this close. So if we come back to town, we'll come back to town. But right now, I just think we need a moment alone with the three of us. Okay? Okay. Just, just give us. She looks at you. time. She looks at you and Anon and says, "My offer still stands." Yeah, we know about the offer. Just give us a minute to calm down, all right? I'd rather not, if we do go back, I'd rather not go when I'm still fucking pissed off. Seconded. She just nods and begins to... Anon? What? Your, uh... Your token. What about my token? It just went from... Five feet away from Zarus to about sixty feet away from Zarus. Oh yeah, that that's because of the push to talk button. Okay, <laughs> I was a little confused. That's all. Uh, you see her. She gives a silent nod before turning and slowly making her way back the way she came until she goes out of sight. Fucking hell, Zarus! I hope you've let out what you need to let out. Please tell me you fucking have. Yeah. Good. Right. Okay. I'm just gonna say this. I don't mean to sound like a total bitch, but you know what? Larry, good job. Muffin Mar Muffin, good job. Muffin Mar? Muffin Mar Mar Muffin. I, I forget your fucking name. Muffin, fuck it. Muffin f does the two finger thing and then pokes me in the side of the chin see he's like in my head is like like that boss <laughs> the fuck did he do to you are you fucking swearing at me he learned it from me yep <sighs> he's chaotic evil like he, he's he's kind of a dick <laughs> right Right, I'm. I'm just gonna. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did did I tell you about seeing my death, or did you storm off after? I, that? No, I'd already stormed off. I had to release some tension. Right. Okay. Well, I'm still kind of raging, but I want to ask you something, which is probably not the best time to ask. But fuck it, I'm in a mood. I'm gonna fucking ask. Okay. Zaris. Yeah. I know. Okay, I'm just gonna get well, my head, my head, my thought. Right, okay. The, I did the same thing as Danon did, okay? I, as, you, as you heard, I saw my death and some other things. Now, okay. I'm just gonna ask you a blunt question. I'll probably get some context after, but it's pretty, pretty, pretty blunt. But you're the one with a fucking, like, religion, fucking, um, what's the word? Knowledge insight whatever ha since we've been 
or in your case, sadly, having to put up with my fucking ass. Um, uh, just, I'm, I'm trying to remember what the right thing to ask was, Zarus. Give me, give me a sec. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Have you sensed any other powers or evil or gods around me since we've teamed up to speak? You spoke. Can, you spoke to... Can I roll a religion check? Yeah, go ahead. That would be a total no. That would be a uh, nope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm just gonna look to Alara and say, not currently. No, just just the one. Because because in fact, may as well give you some. in fact, Zyrus, go ahead and make a history check as well. Uh. In fact, uh. Okay. God uh, damn it, my fucking rolls. <laughs> I was going to say something, but it doesn't apply anyway. So, yeah. Um, no, you haven't you haven't sensed anything. Yeah, so I I'll just say that I I apart from the one I haven't sensed anything, but I I can keep an eye out if I need I'd... to. Okay, cuz apparently I've met two gods. Apparently. The other, another god quite recently... Galera, oh. if you're trying to figure out more about this... Oh, it's just a kind of, kind of casual kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I understand that. I understand that. What I was going to say is, if you're trying to rack your brain and sort of search... If you're trying to look... If you're trying to think back on everything you've done since the start of this campaign... I will allow you to roll a history check as well. Oh. Technically, it's history, looking back on your memories and stuff like that as well. Just a straight D20 because I've got no mm. modifier. Right? You've got so, no modifier. Oh, wow. No. Double check it. History. Yeah, history. Nilch. Please be decent. Please be decent. Oh, fucking oh Jesus. Okay. Oh okay. 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 Shit. Okay. Well, that's where my. I just messed up the. Yeah, yeah, Cyrus, that's where your nat twenty went. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Here's how. Here's how we're gonna do this. I need Cyrus and Anon to deafen in Discord and keep an eye on roll twenty. Alright. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He didn't. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to take the spotlight. I'm sorry. He didn't, he didn't hear that. That's the best thing. He didn't hear you apologize. He's so they're going to be resenting me till. No, 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 no. Not at all. Okay. Lara, the entire time that you're having this conversation with Zaris, you're casting your mind back and you're racking your brain trying to think of any moment in time over the last. What is, if I did my math correctly by this point, two months. You're trying, you're trying to rack your brain to where you've, you're trying to remember every single encounter you've had. Everything from your first encounter, or what you believe was your first encounter with Tygen. Your first encounter with Lucinda Grohl in, the office, in her office. Your first encounter with the mayor. Gregory Slane, 
your first encounter with Dragon, your last encounter with Dragon, your first encounter with the mage on the island that you had the pit stop on. And then it hits you. Clear as day. One memory that stands out, that left you confused, speechless, just completely in the unknown. You remember yourself standing on the deck of Tygen's ship late at night on the first day's voyage leaving Valorondir. Oh. You remember seeing a figure off in the distance hovering 40, 50 feet above the water. You remember this spectral figure cloaked in just nothing but black. You remember it slowly and progressively quickly, more quickly getting closer and closer and closer to you until you feel it collide through your body like smoke dissipating as it did. You remember that hearing this faintly echoing dissonant scream as the figure came towards you. You remember feeling this sickening almost necrotic in nature energy the closer and closer it got until it left you feeling so sick to your stomach that you thought you were going to vomit all over the deck of the ship. Your constitution held strong. You managed to keep your dinner. You think back to that encounter. Think back to how it stands out amongst every single being and creature that you've seen. Not just in the last two months, but in your life. You think back to your days as a bounty hunter. The days where you saw the most broad spectrum of beings. And then you think back to the first ever encounter you had with the Raven Queen. And it begins to line up. Not directly. Not even 100% in a connection. Not even 50% of a connection. There's no discernible similarity between this unknown figure and the Raven Queen. Other than the feeling of not being purely mortal. This being that you remember seeing that night. You don't know what it was. You don't know whether it was a lesser god on the same line of the totem pole as the Raven Queen. You don't know whether it was one of the Vardorian gods like Saturn or the Mother or the Deliverer or the Deceiver. You don't know whether it was a bestial being. You don't know. You just, you don't know, but you know that it wasn't mortal. It was divine in one way or another it clicks in your mind that when the elder spoke to you earlier today and told you that 
you had encountered not one, but two deities. This might be what she was referring to. I'm going to get the guys to uh, come back. So, with your memories, with your memory becoming clearer, it hits you. I'm going to let you finish your conversation with Zaris. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Oh, Lara, you stupid, stupid girl. Uh, What's wrong? I've just realized what the second god or deity would have been. Fuck, but I don't know what it is or what it was. Uh, you know that day we were traveling... I think it would have been the first day that we were traveling with Tygen to Dark Tommy before we stopped by that island. Think back yeah. to then, right? Okay. And my head was killing me for a while, like it was an agony. I just wasn't right for a bit. I was in pain or whatever. That's when I was asking you for like the cigars or something to help out, and that's when you put some cold thing on me, right? Sure. I never tell. I never told you why I thought I was sword. I, 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 I never told you. There's a black figure, like smoke. Got closer. Got closer. Got closer to me. Thought it was gonna touch my head, and it went through me. Poof. I think that was the other evil deity that the Elder had warned me about. Thing is, I don't know what the fuck that would have been. Zaris, Religion check on 12. You're casting your mind thinking about all the deities that you have heard of, read about, or learned about. As your time traveling the the lands of Var uh, Vardor. Aside from the obvious ones, the Archfey, the Raven Queen, the Old One, the Fiend. The role of the Twelve, you know about the Vardorian gods. You know about Saturn, the god of battle, and the god of conquest. You know about the Deliverer, the one believed to have brought all life in Vardor into existence, carved the mountains, carved the, the continents with his bare hands. You know about the mother, the one who made the lands fertile, gave Vardor the ability to grow crops and sustain itself, sustain its people. You know about the deceiver, the one who brings trickery, deception, malice, wrongdoing, even injustice upon the world. But the description that Alara gives you doesn't really tie in, at least at this point, 
It doesn't tie into any of them. It's almost like... It's almost like either... You, you don't know. It's either like Ilara's getting a... a uh, giving a wrong description. Or it's something you haven't come across in your, as, like, during your time as a sage. It just doesn't... Just doesn't ring a bell. There's something else I'd like to try, but I don't have much time we've got. Uh, I will say you have, depending on what it is, I can tell you. I want to pass this on to my god. Not expecting a reply or anything, but I kind of want Zara to kind of give me a hand of sort of passing it on off pay. This thing, you got any idea what the fuck it is? Sorry, I'm not gonna what? swear because last time I last do you say water, that but... in character? Well, they want you to help me. All right, I'll, I'll go back to what I would have said then. So, if, um, I'll go back to what I'm I was gonna, gonna, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give a counter offer. Let's speak to my god. Okay, you sure that's gonna work Zaris. I know you can I, know you can I want you to mind. think about it logically for a second let's say that this unknown deity is trying to coerce you into something do you honestly think it wise to go in and tell your current god that you already don't like of something mm -hmm. of another god trying to interfere do you know how pissed off that god could be knowing that without full knowledge of what's going on I, 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 telling I, I, them of another god trying to get you on their side would your god not be somewhat pissed off no no here my thing is is that my god that my deity knows that i'm not going to betray her uh, that I'm I'm coming to them for guidance, for advice, for help. But with you going to your deity, I can see a scenario where you piss them off just enough to where that they could possibly kill you on the spot for even bringing it up. So for <laughs> I think it's just more wise to go and ask somebody who is neutral on the situation for advice as to what's going on than somebody that you already don't have a good standing with. Okay. Here's, here's, here's the two ways that we can do this. We can either play it out where you contact Zaris's patron in which case, it'll be a straight roll on Zyrus's part. Or, you can contact the Raven Queen, your own patron, and you can run the risk of relaying the information to her and seeing how it unfolds there. Given the... I'm thinking more Dice Queen... I'm thinking more of because I, I, what Zara said and what I do remember is that the Raven Green wants kind of knowledge and if I discover things, if I go with a half-assed kind of explanation, 
Yeah. Probably going to piss it off. Okay. So, speaking to Zara's God probably would be more suitable. The only question is, if this... Sorry, I'll go into the character. Zaris, if... I'll I'll go with your god, but please tell me I wouldn't be able to tell you that you're a what you cut out there. Please tell me that if, if this works, that I would not be alone. No, you wouldn't be. I, I would be there. Okay. Because she is my mm-hmm. deity after all, so I, I would be there the entire time. Zaris, go ahead and roll me a religion check with advantage. I'm changing my mind on the ruling on this one. Ten. Ten? Okay. Yeah. You close your eyes and you extend your consciousness just like you have done before in the recent past, trying to make that connection. You did it earlier today. You sit, you stand there, focusing, trying to contact the Ice Queen. You don't feel a connection, but you feel the air around you begin to grow crisp. Not necessarily cold, just not exactly as though it's broad daylight with the sun shining in the sky. Ilara, make a straight relig- uh, religion check for me. Yeah, sick. Oh, so that one was zero. Okay. Jesus. Oh, fuck. Six. Ah. You don't, you don't, you don't feel anything. You... You sense that the air grows ever so slightly colder around you. And you try to follow Zyrus's lead, but you just, you come to the conclusion that it's just a change in the temperature. And that's it. Let's give it another chance later on. Alara, due to the fact that I'm still coming off of a rage. So my mind is kind of elsewhere at the moment. Uh, okay, at that point, Alara is just going to not aimed at Zaris or Anon or uh, uh, Zaris's companions or anything like that. Alara is just going to go like really pissed off and like stomping and going, fucking shit, fucking hell, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, oh. Uh, first. First, my fucking god can't tell me a fucking way of this fucking contract. Then I find out from a fucking elder that I've been contacted by a fucking evil god. Then, I fucking, oh god, fuck, fuck you. Funny you should say that because technically the Raven Queen is evil as well. Yeah. (laughs) Just saying. Um, Just saying. Um. I can't fucking problem this anymore. I want to try something different. We're going to try again now, but we're going to do something different. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Why? Why did I? Why? Alara, Alara, uh, seriously. Why did I get brought back? Let's try one more time. And if it doesn't work this time, then 
I personally will wait until such a time that it's more convenient for everybody when we've all cooled down. Because I'm, I'm not still aiming at you, Zaris. I'm I, just, I understand uh, you're not. I understand you're you. not. <sighs> so, Alara, come here for a second. Okay, what? Give me your hand. Somewhere to when we, when you helped me con contact this, I got before the first time. This is a more. This is going to be painful, but this is going to be a more surefire way of hopefully contacting my god. It's not great. It doesn't require Do you my trust blood, me. Does it require my blood? Yes. How much? Not not a whole lot. I'm just going to cut your hand. How big a cut are we talking here? Just just a small nick. Just enough to get blood into my uh, a shard of ice. Now, Polaris is going to look at her hands going, well, I use my right hand for my rapier. Left hand used for drinking. Yeah, you know what? Let's, let's fucking try this. I'm just going to roll my sleeve up going, hand or, or fucking arm. Whatever. I want to summon out a, a shard of ice. Okay, easy enough to do. Now, this this is based off of something that I've read on Reddit. So just keep that in mind. I'm doing this in the form of a ritual. I'm doing it in we're the form of a ritual. moment here. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, we're we're doing so a serious I'm, I'm moment I'm letting here. you know this, that this is an, uh, essentially another way to gain advantage. It's in the. I'm contacting the god in the form of a ritual instead of through a prayer. Okay. So I'm going to cut her arm with the shard of ice and let, yeah. the, and let the blood uh, kind of just seep into the ice, turning it red. Fucking hell, ice fucking hurts more than a blade. And then, I, and then I'm going to hurt the. Like, freeze the spot, essentially cauterizing the spot. For a short period of time. Hey, Zara, sure thing becoming a fucking medic. Hey, sorry. Look, just you, we'll you never thing. know. You never I'll, know. I'll, I'll so my... now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that same shard and cut myself with it, and let my blood drain into it. Okay. Turning it almost black at this point. So I'm going to take the shard and infuse arcane magic into it. And by doing so, I'm, off, uh, I'm essentially praying through the medium of both of our blood and seeing if this will enable her to contact us personally. Okay. Go ahead okay. and roll it with advantage. Nice. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with the 21, sir. Please. please. Sure, you yeah. want to go with that? Right, so you sure? I mean, we could play higher or lower if you want to. I would, no. like, to <laughs> stick with the, I would like to stick with the 21, please. Thank you, uh, Bob Barker. And uh... you know, You're the second person that I've had a conversation about the prices right with today, and I love it. Uh, okay. The 21, you focus your your energy into contacting the Ice Queen by this 
method that you've only just tried for the first time. You close your eyes. And you don't feel anything. A couple of seconds go by and it goes ice cold around you. Anon, you are what? Five feet away from the two of these people? Yeah. Okay. You're what? A little over five feet away from Muffin? Yeah. Okay. In the space between you and Muffin, whilst Zyrus and Alara have their eyes closed, the air around you goes ice cold to the point where you begin to shiver. You see this almost like a, a swirl of snow begin to spiral just between you and Muffin until this figure appears sitting cloaked in this white blue eye, like almost like a very pale whitish blue outfit is just sat on the rock to what would be Zarus's left. Zarus and Larry, you don't notice this figure at first, but as soon as you begin to lose hope that the connection didn't make it between you and the Ice Queen, you open your eyes and Zarus, your first instinct is to turn and just walk away, feeling like Nothing you have done has been of any success. As you turn to your left, you see the figure. It's not the Ice Queen. But it's someone that you know works alongside her. Get this, the feeling that this is an emissary. This emissary is faceless. But you can tell that it's heavily feminine in body shape and facial features. And just mannerisms in general. So like a, what, like a silhouette? Yeah, yeah, right. essentially. This figure... Would I know the name of this figure? No, the figure is nameless. Okay. It's just, uh, th this is just, uh, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, this is the only way I can describe it. I'm going to use, um, a Destiny 2 term. It's like a... It's it's the same as the the Kel Echo from the Prophecy Dungeon. It's like a a copy of an entity. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I I didn't have a D and D term to fucking describe it with, so I just went with the only thing I knew. Um, you see this figure sat on top of the rock between Anon and Muffin. You look at this figure dead in the face, or what would be the face, and you hear the Ice Queen's voice in your head saying, What can I do for you, child? I'm going to kneel. You don't need to do that. Stand. The uh, Alera's going to kneel because A, it's a different god, and B, Alera respects Aris as god, so I'm just going to kneel. Larry, you, you hear you hear the voice in your head as well. In fact, Anon, all three of you can hear it. Yeah, Anon just 
stands and stares at her. The emissary looks to Elera and Zaris and says, I don't have long on this plane, so whatever you need to do, you need to make it quick. My apologies, my queen, for disturbing you, but I have a question that my friend here needs an answer for, if you may be so willing to give it. Of course. She'll, the, the emissary shifts ever slightly to turn and face Elera. You get the, the feeling that this is a, a welcoming body posture. More like it's, it's, it's very open. It's very inviting. You just hear the, the Ice Queen's voice in your head. What knowledge do you seek? First of all, Miss, Madam, Mistress, I don't know the right terms here. Um, I'm new to the whole god thing. Um, I was going to go and contact my god, but my god's not the nicest of folks. I'm, Raven Queen. I'm, very well, no. I'm very well aware of who you worship. And you... I didn't know I even worshipped them, to be honest. I just All I know is I was resurrected by, resurrected by them. I don't know the cut terms were ideal, but that, that's not the important thing right now. I saw a vision, or memory of before I was resurrected, so my obviously my death, uh, but the Raven Queen sort of resurrected me and stuff. I, I, was, I, I was speaking to a village elder about it. But that's not the only god I've apparently been in contact with. I've been in contact with another sort of evil god slash deity, kind of like a kind of black figure, smoke, kind of was I, I was I was on a boat and 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 um 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 and this 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 figure was at a distance slowly came closer towards me closer towards me was almost could almost touch me but then kind of screamed and then went through me i think that could be the evil sort of god deity but i'm to be honest your highness mistress madam whatever i'm not sure the right term I'm just scared of what's possibly happening to me, or what changes might be happening, or what this thing is. I am really just your penis, just clueless. On you, you watch, this. you watch the emissary stand, and you hear the voice of the ice queen in your head going, "If you would permit me, I would like to." I would like to do something harmless. No, like, no harm will come to you. This is just complete science. Elara's just gonna put her arms, kind of like arms straight out in front of her. Just oh no, you like, don't. Like, no, no, just... you don't need to. You don't need to do anything. You see the emissary wave a hand in front of you, and you feel from the top of your scalp to the tip of your toes. Just this wave of cold going down your body. Oh. And it, it goes away roughly about 10 to 15 seconds after it starts. You see the emissary just cocking their head from side to side before you hear the Ice Queen respond. You have nothing to worry about any physiological differences. You are still same person that you always have been. You have grown in power, 
which is admirable. I know countless warlocks on this plane who go their entire existence never advancing the scope of their capabilities. And it's a sad thing to see. This entity, this being, this deity you claim to have com come into contact with, and this elder claims to have knowledge of you coming into contact with, They're real. They're malicious in nature. They are a very old magic that is older than I am. I don't quite understand them. There's many things I don't understand their identity, their purpose, their intent. But the main thing I don't understand right now is why they're not they're not as strong as they should be. It's almost as though something or someone or it's like it's their their power has been sapped. It's as though they're it's almost like they're on the line between mortal and divine. She turns to Zarus and says Your friend and you and your companion here, she turned, the, the emissary turns towards Anon. The three of you need to be on your guard. For if this being is anywhere near as capable as the rest of us, you are safe for the time being, provided that nothing ever advances their plans. I don't How know, do we I'd... protect ourselves from this thing? You can't. The only thing you can do to protect yourself is pray that something happens to this being that makes it cross the line from divine to mortal and stops it from regaining its strength. There's something on this plane. There's something on this world. And it does not fill me with any hope. Something is out there, Zarus. Something is coming. Something knows about the true possibility that is embedded in this world. It's embedded in the soil. It's embedded in the trees. It's embedded in every stone. It's embedded in every single drop of water in the oceans. In every grain of sand from the decaying coast over to the paradise coast. It's... It's as though there is something out there that is 
tapping into the magical essence and the life essence of this world but doesn't quite know how to utilize it or or even isn't even fully aware of it she you see the the emissary turn looking past the three of you you can tell that the way that they're facing is vaguely in the direction of the village. There's someone nearby. Who for reasons I am not entirely certain. Has a part to play in all of this. Not for good, not for bad. That's still to be determined. Someone. Someone has a part to play. Whether it be that they make a decision or that they need to be protected, I'm not, I don't know. But you need to... You need to do something. Something needs to be done. And at this point, Cyrus, the emissary is looking full on at you. You see a hand gently grasp your right shoulder. You feel all of your anger, your frustration, your bloodlust, and your aggression leech itself out of you. It just drains away. Your hair and your eyes go back to their natural color. If this, if this, if this entity had a face, you get the feeling that they would be smiling. You hear the Ice Queen's voice in your head. One final time before she says, You don't need to do this. Violence doesn't solve everything. I'm proud of you. You kept yourself in check, you kept yourself in line. It shows true strength. Now keep it up. You've got a lot of tests coming your way. And with that, you feel not only the, the voice inside your heads begin to disappear, but you watch as the swirling of snow-like energy around the emissary begins to envelop them before it just drops and they're gone. going to go through two little bits and then we're going to end up for tonight. Ilara. Yep. Your immediate your your reactions. What are they? Ilara is just sort of still kind of she stood up. She's just kind of looking not directly in the ground but she's looking like I'd say a 45 uh 45 degree angle degree angle from the ground just staring not saying anything just Staring. Uh, again, I remind she's just sort of like, the fuck. I okay. So okay. Um. I don't know. 
But she's she's not saying that she's thinking this. She's just sort of like, I I don't know what the fuck to do. Okay. Cyrus is going out of his way to help you, Alera. He's helped you contact his god, and his gods seem a hell of a lot more nice than yours. Then again, maybe you got the Raven Queen because you were a horrible person before you died. Maybe that's why. You shouldn't really have been resurrected for your evilness. You just... Uh, you're on the wrong path. And she still just remains silent. Okay. Zaris, how are you reacting to this conversation? He's still kneeling. I kind of gathered as, that. As, as if the remnants of the ground that's five feet away from him is considered holy. He slowly starts to stand up. He takes a long, deep, much-needed breath. Lingering cold allows him to breathe out a small, but rather calming breath of fresh, cool air. He looks to Alara, more gentle than he was before. My queen has brought herself before you, Alara. That's not something that happens very often. I'm very humbled. I've grown this day. And I now know what I must do. For the first time in a very long time, I now know what I must do. As my queen has stated, the two of you are not necessarily bound to me, but more so I'm connected to the two of you in some way. In what way I have yet to know. But I now have a mission. And in a the first step of that mission involves us going back to that town, whether I like it or not, and finding out who this individual is that she mentioned. Elera is just gonna, still looking sorry at the ground, and she's just gonna. <sighs> That's going to be it. Okay. Just to say. Adam, do you have any reactions to the conversation that's just taking place? Right, okay, listen. We're going to get our story straight. We knew nothing about the centaur. We didn't know that was happening. That isn't a lie. That is the truth. We didn't expect that to happen. That is not our fault. Kind of gathered that it came from y'all's funky drink 
which yeah, is but... why I didn't say anything. <laughs> but that's that's not my concern at the moment. Like I, I'm I'm more focused now on the task at hand. I I get that. I get that. And what what does bring up my curiosity though? Something that I've yet to find the answer to is why are you connected? I understand why Alara is. What would that be? Alara, who are you saying why would that be too? The the Zaris. Okay. No one that kind of cheeky way, just a still kind of like still kind of upset. Just why would that be? Well, my deity is a deity of nature. She is one that is neutral in all retrospects, but she protects nature itself. She is part of what you see before you. She's she's its guardian. And anything that disrupts that peace, that tranquility, is a threat to her and to anyone involved with her. But she just not? said to you that whatever has contacted you is disrupting that. Now, granted, she also said that this being is on the lines of being between mortal and still deity. But they have enough power to disrupt the balance of everything, the world. And you're connected to that. So whether I want to or not, my deity has just given me, without saying so, a mission to grow, to learn, and to figure out why this balance has been severed and corrected. But my question now still remains. Why is Anon involved? I have no idea, mate. There's something you're not telling us, Anon. Or is there something that Anon doesn't know? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end there, not only for this session, but for 2021. Thank you so freaking much from the bottom of my heart as the DM and the storyteller and just the bewildered mind that conjured up this story to every single one of you who has listened, whether it's been for the first five minutes of session zero, or if you've if you listened to every second of every episode that we have aired so far, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you to my players 
for fleshing out this story more than I actually had written up until this point. Sorry to mess up your plans for this evening, Mr. DM, sir. No, no, you haven't. You haven't. Um, I'll I'll concede to I'll I'll concede to leaking a couple of details. Oh God. <laughs> Zarus's uh religion check was a nineteen plus two. If it had been a nat twenty, the queen herself would have appeared. That's how close it was. Oh, damn! If you bastard, Il- why did you tell us no? Ilera, Ilera, Ilera. Oh God! If you had decided to contact the Raven Queen, you would have been going down a path of relaying that information to her, just like you did to the Ice Queen. You would then have to have rolled a d20 to determine whether or not it was a positive or a negative outcome. If it had been a negative outcome, you would have been unconscious. Not dead, you'd have been unconscious. If it had been a positive, well, if it had been a positive outcome, then it would have just been role play as normal. So, to end 2021 for Duckies and Dargans, we're going to wrap up there. We will reconvene on January 6th, where we will pick off, pick up with, and I'm going to give one spoiler. We're going to have a very lighthearted session. If I my think we fucking need one. <laughs> so we're going to have a lighthearted session because my players have given me the 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 at the the notion that they're going to go back to Scada, which is not that far away. It's I'll say that we'll do a, a ten minute time skip at the start of the session where you find yourselves back in the village. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna have a party. We're gonna have a party. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna kick off twenty twenty two with a very positive mindset, and we are going to proceed down this very mysterious unknown path that you guys have not only found yourself on, but you've actually helped to create. Ladies and gentlemen, listening at home, thank you so much once again. My name has been the Mayhem Vote. This has been Duckies and Dargans, and uh, we love you so much. So, so much. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, but above all else... For initiative, like... Roll for fucking initiative. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hilera. <laughs> Good night. Hey, oh, roll, you count, boys. Let's go. Good night, everybody.